Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the Pod Pod on TLT Round 6. We're missing the dulcet tones of our regular hosts, Matt, this week and instead stuck with my bilious voice to host tonight. Nico Hines fired off another huge round for owners, all bloody 46% of you, with other popular captain choices this week, Teddy and Pappenhausen shooting blanks. It was a fairly tame round overall with only six players scoring over 109 players in the 90s. So plenty to talk about tonight. We've got a huge show coming up. We've got a new special guest whom I'll introduce in a moment. First, after introducing the two new guests tonight, we'll give an update on the Queenstown bet standings before going deep into the coming round six games with some interesting team list Tuesday news. We'll discuss some trade and captain strategy talk and a quick fire round of who would you rather finishing off with some listener questions to trade or to trade not is the question for round six. So introducing our first guest, he's the former Central Coast Bears Matthews Cup representative and coach of the C-Mac <laughs> Shark Attacks, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Tubes. Bit of a stitch up straight up. I don't mind that. I think we were the rip, RIP, and that was probably apt. <laughs> so before before we jump into it, I'd be I've got a couple more little Chris has been playing for a very long time, Super Coach, and has had two top one thousand finishes uh to his name in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen and has been a down on a big downhill slope um since those glory days. And it would be remiss of me not to mention, Chris, that I'm also just very impressed that you've turned up tonight. For those that know you well, you you are pretty good at committing to something and then just not turning up. And so I was expecting a, a broken leg test message to come through this afternoon. Yeah, not bad. Well played, Tubes. That's pretty good. And and probably a fair assessment. Um of, of all of the above. Uh yeah, had had a couple of good years back. With uh, with the shark attack, but since then, uh, I don't know what's going on. Can't get my captaincies right. Can't get uh, can't get my trades right. But yeah, here I am to have uh, some good fun with you guys tonight. So, what's your uh, how you've been going this year? Where are you coming overall, yeah. and how'd you go? Yeah, a pretty lowly twenty one thousand and seventy fifth at the moment overall. On the weekend, I only just scraped over a thousand. Uh, so yeah, slim pickings at the moment. The funny thing is I'm not that disappointed with where my team's at, which probably sounds really strange, but uh, that's where it's at. I'm just uh, looking for a little bit of luck and hopefully jag a few uh, correct captaincy choices mm. over the next few weeks and I'll be rocketing back up there. Mm. I just I'd hate to think how far down you would be without Mitchie Boy Moses to start the year. Oh, you know what? Saved me, Mitchie. Absolutely saved me. Um, I'm not a big Moses fan. And it's been pretty hard to watch and cheer on, but uh, he's definitely turning turning me around. I'm very impressed with Mitchie so far. <laughs> and our second guest tonight, he's coming in hot after a week off and a long trip from London to Sydney, is our 2014 third place finisher and coach of the Casabonitas, Danny Boy. How's the jet lag, Dan? Yeah, thanks, Tubes. Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, I had a six-month-old on the plane, and that was better than expected. Flew all the way uh, straight to Darwin, so 
got that leg out early and then just the four and a half hours on the second. So feeling good, feeling, feeling really happy that now I think I'll get my finger on the pulse being in Sydney, being in rugby league heartland, um, you know, start to make a bit of sense of, of my team. I uh, still feel like I've had a very par year. I think 19,000th ranked. A few holes in the gap, still no Papali, still no Haas, which isn't bad this week. But uh, yeah, still still a fair bit to do. And yeah, looking forward to maxing out the trades yet again, round six. Beautiful. Well, we'll, um, we'll jump right into it. And I've uh, shaken off the cobwebs now of the hosting duties. So going to uh, probably just give a couple of shout out to our those that are in the Pod Pod League. Still welcome to join the Pod Pod group. Is called number is seven three two six five four, and just a couple of shout out to Sean from Straight Out of Moey, the pink uh, who's coming one hundred and twenty fifth still overall after a decent weekend. Jared from the Pink Socks and the Rudy Duties, they're both still in the top five hundred. We've had a couple of people slide just outside the top thousand, but overall the group's still holding up pretty well. So join along and. Um, we we're keen to to kick the the group up the ranking. So it's seven three two six five four. We are going to give a bit of an update tonight on how the Queenstown comp is going. Dan, do you want to take us through the the results over the weekend? Yeah. So uh, Matt and myself we kicked back a little bit over the weekend. Poppy Ricks, uh, very unlike himself, had a bit of a lowly week. Uh, I believe you got your first runs on the board, though, Tubes. I think you outscored him by possibly six points, perhaps, with a, a 10.74. So well done. And uh, me, myself, didn't uh, contribute once again. The Terrace crew, Matt's team, uh, ended up with a 12.04. So the overall lead, uh, Poppy Ricks and Dom are still in the lead by 107. Uh, so keeping it tight at the moment. Yeah, it was disappointing to have my first contribution to the uh, to our team being a losing week. Um, mm. And Matt did let me know about it this afternoon uh, and probably was disappointed not to be on the pod to, to share it this evening. Yeah. Bit of a bogey for you there, Tubes. Yeah. All right. Let's jump straight into team lists for round six. I hope you guys have had a, a quick look this afternoon. And we're going to kick it off with the Raiders and the Cowboys. This is a Thursday night game with the Raiders and the Cowboys at um, GIO Stadium in uh, Canberra. it's I always found living in Canberra, it was around about this time where the chill just starts becoming a bit of a factor. April's where it just starts getting a little bit crisp down there in the nation's capital. So the team lists, not a huge amount of changes for Canberra. Probably the biggest note one is Savage coming onto the bench, which moves Matt Frawley into the reserves, which gives the possibility of Tom Starling playing 80 minutes. Any um, Anything worthy from your point of view, Dan, for the, for the Raiders? Well, just touching on Starling, I think that's huge for owners, actually. Uh, I really like him as a player. I brought him in round four and traded him out round five and now regretting that very much so. I did so to get Harry Grant in the team. I think it's Stalin had a bit of a tough run, but obviously showed some form against Melbourne last week. And if he's getting 80 minutes, uh, he's a great second hooker to have and pretty much will play most of the time in your 17. Savage, obviously he's bottom price anyway and going off the bench. I'm not sure how they're going to use them there. 
but no real interest in the other Raiders. I dropped my other Raiders, Raider in Kotrick last week and he nicely performed that week, but, uh, you know, not to worry. No, that's always the way, isn't it? Um, I had a quick look at the Raiders. Um, Tomoko, I thought, was injured, so I thought there might have been a bit of a reshuffle with Sebastian Chris. It didn't eventuate, so he was named in 18 and on the on the reserves list, so I think you're probably right. There's not too much else to talk about about the Raiders. Only, um, I also thought interesting and that Hudson Young still stays in the reserves. Not sure if it makes Harawira and Ira a potential option, getting more minutes as an edge back rower. And Ryan Sutton has moved back into the lock position. You just uh, can't, you just can't know Ricky's rotations. It's just there's too much guesswork there. Yeah. From the Cowboys' perspective, um, not much changes. Cohen Hess has been named to return at prop. Uh, which pushes Ruben Cotter back to the bench. But I think he was named on the bench to start last round, but then still started come game time. Connolly Lemmy Liu has been, is the other new face on the bench with a couple of changes there. Any um, thoughts on the Cowboys from, from you, you, from yourself, Chris? No, not much from the Cowboys. Maybe, maybe Lolo look, been looking at him for a while. He's starting to look like somewhat getting back to the form he once had. Drinky boy, drink water. Uh, it was good to see him back and he played really well last week. So he's probably a wait and see. I'll see what's uh, what's happening over the next couple of weeks with him, but nah, not much else there at the Cowboys. Dan, you're a low, low owner. Um, is that someone that you're looking to hold in the long term? Yeah, just another one I've let go. Uh, uh, I think he got upgraded with the dual position this week, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't yeah. looked at him since I dropped him, but obviously he's he's doing pretty well. So Definitely an option going forward in that front row forward position. I think I will won't go near it because I've just already dropped him. I can't I can't get back to it. Ruben Cotter looks the goods in terms of his base. I think if he gets, you know, sixty plus minutes, he's gonna be a great buy and pick up even this week, even though he's gone up a little bit. He won't be getting those line breaks every week, but certainly he's gonna make up for it with base with the minutes. Drinkwater, I, I like the look of him. He looked good on the weekend. He's obviously fighting for a spot, so he's going to be involved with everything. I just think with the Cowboys' sort of strategy with their gameplay, they got Chad putting up bombs and not doing much else. They've got Dearden taking the ball to the line, selling the candy and trying to go through every time. So I think there's a little bit of a limited attacking opportunity for Drinkwater to really shine. And if they're up against a good side, uh, I don't think he's going to go that well, but one to watch. The final one I'll just mention is uh, my boy, Tommy boy Gilbert. Uh, he's back this week with a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice uh, base stat of 50 odd. Um, and uh, somehow despite our large listener base, he's only 3% owned. So a um, bit of a pod option coming in. I think there's the other one that most a lot of people traded out last week and, and did well with it was Peter Hiku. If you still had Hiku uh or if you he was in your team, Chris, would you be uh would you be dropping him or holding strong? No, I'd be getting rid of Hiku. I think there's a few options there you can definitely upgrade to. Um we'll probably talk about a couple of them later, but you know, with South Straw I think there's some uh there's some juicy options in your center wings there. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a nice segue there, Christopher. Um, into the Rabbitohs and Bulldogs game, the Easter uh, Good Friday clash, 4pm out at Stadium Australia or Acor Stadium. Big news, obviously, Latrell Mitchell is out for the next eight weeks and as expected, Blake, Blake Taff has been named in his place. 
Not many other changes for the Rabbitohs. I think um, uh, Hame Sele's coming in that 14 jersey where Taff was in. And other than that, they are 1-17 to for the for, for, compared to last week. There's a fair bit to talk about, I think, with the Rabbitohs, as mentioned with their draw coming up. Where do you want to start, Dan? Yeah, so looking at that bench, Havili's dropped off. And uh, as you said, Halle's uh, come on. I think that's only positive for Cookie. Uh, he showed some good form on the weekend, and he's definitely definitely can be an alternate uh, pickup to Harry Grant at a cheaper price. Uh, so I think it, it looks like he'll be playing eighty and not getting rested, which is which is only good for him. Chris, we were talking um, pre-pod about Campbell Graham only being three percent ownership. Is he someone that you'll be considering bringing in this week before they play the Bulldogs? Yeah, definitely, definitely on the radar. Actually has been since you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, and that was uh, a very nice play from you too. But um, yeah, with their draw, it's been mentioned before, they might not lose a game for two and a half months. Um, it's a really cushy draw. You've got him on an edge. He's playing good football. Now that there's an opportunity to potentially play Origin as well, whether that's another carrot for him, he's, um, he's in good form and definitely one to look at. And so Taft's obviously going to be a trade-in in at some point in the next mm. two weeks. Do you pull the trigger and go early? He's a bit tricky placed, only available at halfback and fullback. Um, not sure who you'd be getting out for for him if you're looking to bring him in this week. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one because a lot of people will have the issue of having Schneider at halfback and uh, Ilias at 5'8", so how you work that with your jewels will be difficult. He's a hold oh, well, he's a hold off at the moment for me. We have a look next week. He'll be the most traded player next week, I think, if he goes you know, half as good as he did last week. Um, sorry to cut you off there, Dan. Go, go ahead. No, that's okay. He's, on, he's not on the bubble, as you said, so you can wait and see. And just the plethora of uh, gun options that are already there, you've probably got a probably got a gun half already at least, uh, and you probably got Schneider, who's still banking cash, and two gun fullbacks. So if you only have one gun fullback, certainly an option to bring in for that second one there. Yeah, and I think it is, for me, it'd be a Ilias to Taff, and it's pretty hard to trade out Ilias with a minus six break even just about to play the Bulldogs as well. I got one final one here, and um, we'll talk a little bit about it later, but another sneaky pot option along the Rabbitohs is Tane Milne. There's been a bit of chatter about him this week. Scored 80 on the weekend, good base stats on the weekend. So we might touch on him a little bit more later in in trade talk. Moving on to the Bulldogs. Again, Kyle Flanagan's named in number seven. Not a huge amount of changes uh, from from last week that is relevant to Supercoach. Probably the most pleasing thing from the Bulldogs game on the weekend was Tavita Pangai Jr. being named in 12 and playing 80 minutes. Dan, is he is he in your team at the moment? He's not in my team. I've certainly been floating with some, some trades sort of bringing him in. I look at him kind of as the next step down from Papali and Haas in that front row forward rotation. The duel's obviously nice as well. I'm not sure in Supercoach if TPG, TPJ playing 80 on the edge is any different to him playing 55 in the middle because when he goes in the middle for that sort of shorter break, he, he does a lot of work, gets a lot of power points 
uh, and a lot of offloads. Uh, I think on the weekend he scored a try and ended up with 62 in the 80 minutes. So that's kind of low for what I'd want uh, with that sort of uh, gun gun second row forward there. But uh, yeah, so but certainly he will be a fairly safe option to bring in. The only one that I that I think we might have missed during the the Souths team chat is is probably a big conversation we had last week, which is Cody Walker. Few people had, may have brought him in last week and gone early. Chris, what are your thoughts on is is Walker still a trade in target, or given the way the Souths attack is looking, is is it is it all wait and see now? I think he's a wait and see at the moment. It's um. He's just not in great form, unfortunately. I started the year with him and sort of thought against the Broncos round one, you beauty, you go out and smash it. I jumped off very quickly. He's obviously you know, a gun. He will start producing, but I just haven't seen it yet. So it's a wait and see for me. Jono mentioned something. I was I chatted to him on the phone this afternoon and he mentioned to me that um, he thinks Cody's in his own head. Through the cutout ball in the grand final that ended up being an intercept, Came back round one and did the same. Same type of ball, cutout ball, intercept for a try. And he hasn't been throwing those same cutout balls to uh, to AJ uh, since then, which has obviously been affecting Alex Johnson's performances as well. So, yeah, for me, Cody Walker is a wait and see. It could also be a little bit that teams have studied South's attack and that left edge that was so dominant last year that they're that they're certainly shutting it down a bit more. Yeah, I think he needs one of those Coach Bombay moments, you know, where he just goes and has a bit of self-reflection, you know, goes and does a bit of a skate around, thinks about those intercept passes he's done, you know, just just really get back to his main game. He'd have a good montage, Cody. Oh, great montage. But I I generally, like with 10 in his rolling average for the next two weeks, uh, he's really easy just to wait and see. And, and even if he does go 100 this weekend, anyone with a really high rank, they're very safe players just to watch him. I don't mind if you're ranked sort of 30, 40, 50,000 and, and, or, or above and you want to have a crack at him to get to Jackson points early on. He's, he's at a good price and say he does get 100, 120. He's not really going down in value. So you, you get a jump on the rest of, rest of the group. Moving on to the other Friday game uh, is the Panthers versus the Broncos out, at, um, out in Penrith. Penrith team is essentially 1-17 to coming from last week. No changes after their dominant victory against the Dogs. The Broncos have one main change, which is Big Payne Haas has been handed down suspension today for one week. So not the two weeks everyone was expecting, but handed one week, which brings Corey Jensen into the starting uh, side and Reese Kennedy joining the interchange bench. There is some chat around that Corey Oates and Reynolds carrying some niggling injuries will be monitored, but they have been named uh, to start off uh, to, to start on the weekend. Dan, we'll start with you as a non-Haas owner. What are your thoughts on the on the one-week suspension? No, I thought it was an absolute joke. I, I really did. Uh, I thought he could, should have got at least three to four games. Uh, you know, it was just an absolutely terrible look for the game. Uh, terrible shoes, terrible hat, terrible whatever that jumper was. He just looked terrible. So dress sense wise three to four weeks uh the little slap probably not worth anything but uh he gets the one week and i am very happy broncos how do that how do they compete against the panthers without Payne haas i just see him getting an absolute drubbing 
the the one of interest for me is Katoni Stags. Obviously, a very big bounce back game on the weekend. A lot of a lot of people dropped him, and we're left absolutely reeling with that. But uh, yeah, he's certainly you know he's got hundred in his rolling average the next couple of weeks. If he gets a couple of 50-60s, I think he's making a hundred k. And you know he has shown in the past that he's a he's a top you know top five center wing gun. So uh, really interesting to bring him in this week. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from Stags. Uh, I'm just not sure about the Broncos in general. You touched on it. Like, if they're going to get beat 44-0, what's he going to do? Um, that's my biggest worry with Stags. Great player, but he's just not going to have that help uh, around him. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're in for a little bit of a lean patch for a while, the Broncos. Um, and on Payne Haas, um, I, I couldn't uh, be further from your sentiments around the suspension. <laughs> Although you did miss a very important ingredient in his poor dress sense. It was the bum bag. That was definitely too worse. <laughs> I, I mean, Chris, I don't know. I think Dan's probably just got a bit more sympathy for Albert Kelly. I know we talked about it last <laughs> week on the pod, but very, very Dan-esque, that Albert Kelly moment, just getting to being a bit pestery on the on a night out. Yeah. Uh, and, and someone just trying to touch him up. I remember actually the night before your wedding in, in Albert, uh, in, in the Berry Hotel, Dan was getting a bit chirpy with me and we ended up, I ended up just running straight at him and he tried to tackle me. And I gave him the big hip and shoulder uh, in the, in the Berry Hotel, which was beautiful. But so he's probably just got a bit more sympathy for, for Albert as well. Yeah, we've all been there with Dan before. I was only mentioning a similar story about uh, about you know this situation uh, to the old boy the other day, and said that we just have to pick Dan up and just take him out of the situation, and that's all Payne had to do. If he'd have just picked him up and walked away with him, would have been sweet. <laughs> um, the we, Panthers. Sorry, Dan. I'm just wanna... saying we have very different memories there, Tube. So I don't. <laughs> you know. Maybe it's the drink. Maybe it was the drink, but I do not do not recall you ever running straight through me. Uh, it's it. Um, I could have made it up in my head, but I have vivid memories of running over the top <laughs> of you that night. Um, the Panthers side, uh, as as mentioned, not many changes, but with an expected drubbing coming along. Plenty of super coach relevant players. We don't need to touch on all of them. Obviously, Taylor May had another huge game. Uh, and he's going to in for another huge price riders and could break the record books of uh, of rookie scores uh, after this weekend. Unbelievable. Nathan Cleary, uh, for those that bought him in early, haven't been too happy so far, but um, obviously is a hold now. Don't think there'll be too many looking to trade him in this week. The Another, I suppose, popular option early in the year was Billy Kicks, who hasn't had a great couple of weeks. Dan, is he someone that you'd be looking at trading out now if you were an owner? I don't think so. I think he's still priced about right. There is a bit of rocks and diamonds about him every year. Uh, I think whoever started going heavy on that Panthers left edge, you got Luai, Kikau, Tago, like that's that's a that's they've they've all done very, very well. So I think last week was the first time that whole left hand side hasn't performed. So, I, look, I, I would be holding strong with all those guys. Panthers, we know, are a great side. They're going to get points. Just depends on which side they go down and where the points are coming from. So you've got a whole kick out, I think. Yeah, he's in 22% of teams. So um, I'm sure that won't change too much in, in the coming weeks. The, um, the final one I wanted to have a quick chat about uh, with this Panthers team was just Isaac Targo. Um, I did throw up. Is he peaking in price? 
uh, is now the time to potentially look at at jumping off. He's he's gone up to 500k. He's obviously a very popular player uh, and could look at laying him now and moving on to a, a onto another gun. Is that something that you'd consider, Chris? Yeah, look, I won't be I won't be trading out Tago Targo. Um, you know, break even still at 45. He's still you know projected to score around 70. Um, you know, it's Penrith. He scores a try, he gets upwards of 60. So, no, hold at this stage for me, big time. Rixie, Dan, sorry, you got any other thoughts on, on him? No, I mean, he's a definite hold. Like, who, who are you actually bringing in for him that you're more confident is going to score more points than him each week? Uh, like, he's nearly the first picked in my 17 each week. So, I, I, I there's no reason to drop him. Uh, at all, unless you're really struggling, as in bottom fifty thousand, but otherwise stronghold. Yeah, and given I'm currently ranked thirty one thousandth, I'll <laughs> I'll probably still hold him uh, yeah. for another week. I did look at options of him to Tupu, or but I didn't. Also, just his dual center wing second row status is is very handy mm-hmm. um, to have around as well. For sure. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. All right. The Saturday um, evening game at 5.30 um, at Four Pines Park. Lovely brewery out at uh, Manly. Uh, It's the Seagulls versus the Titans. Uh, obviously, Turbo's still out for the for Manly, um, and uh, Garrick has been named to play this week at fullback after playing last week at fullback. Stubby Cooler is in the centres, and uh, Morgan Harper has made way. I think with a COVID protocols, is missing the the game this week, so uh, that keeps Christian Tuipolotu on the bench. Uh, okay. Sorry, on the wing, on the wing for a, for another week. Um, so still a bit up in the air for potentially Stubby Cooler, although you'd think he would be in the in the team without Turbo there. And that's the only change for the the Seagulls this this week. Stubby Cooler is he a must for you this week, Chris? I've got Cooler. I've I've had him since day dot. I think uh, so. It was you know disappointing to see him miss out last week. Very happy to see him back. He's not going to be in my seventeen, but hopefully he can. Uh, Accumulate some cash, and I can turn him into enough at some stage later down the track. He looks a talent, though. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's made it easier for people that he was out last week. Obviously, everyone had to pick up May on the bubble. So it's made it easier to bring him in this week. You can, you can if there is more pressing issues that you have around your team um, makeup, uh, I don't think he will make a huge amount of cash. You could probably still pick him up for 220, 230K next week. So... But, yeah, very, very easy downgrade option. Yeah, I think the Titans, they've been leaking points a fair bit this year. So, I mean, they've been scoring points as well, but they've been leaking points. So I'll be looking to bring him in this week. Not sure if I'll be playing him or not, but he'll be coming into my side. Ola Kawatu for his uh, 5% of owners, all of which probably listened to the pod pod, had, had a nice weekend for us, Dan, 87 what do you think expecting more from from him this week is he is he a hold uh moving forward yeah that's kind of what you want you want if you're getting a try and a line break as he did uh or i think it was a try and maybe a line break assist and um 
because he scored off the kick. But you know that's a pretty decent score and what you're looking for for a, for an 80 minute uh, back rower. So he does have that attacking upside. I think he'll get a few more tries in the season. Uh, and they did look to go to him a little bit, so I was happy with with him. Uh, still a decent price, maybe a pot option, but I can't really see who you'd who you'd downgrade him to or, or upgrade as well. So just one to watch. Garrick at his price is just a no-go at the moment. and He needs to be on the wing when Turbo's there. Uh, I think he will be, you know, one of the top centre wingers uh, if him and Turbo are consistently playing because I think Manly are going to definitely pick up their form. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like even um, I read that Jason Saab is a potential to get down to 230K by the time Turbo's back. Um, both him and Garrick with Turbo back in the team could be could be big buy options for the back end of the year. Yeah, I think someone did mention uh, Saab uh, on the on the pod just to just to watch watch and see. So now he's getting to a very juicy juicy price at the moment. So that'll be that'll be good. I wouldn't bring him back in unless Turbo was there. So yeah, you know, yeah. no way. Yeah, no. yeah, definitely not one for this week. <laughs> uh, the Titans welcome back uh, Brian Kelly, which pushes Philip Sammy to the wing, and Corey Thompson has been uh, dropped to the reserves. Interestingly, as well, their only their other change this week is Kevin Proctor has been dropped to the reserves list, and Sam Lasone comes on to the interchange bench in his behalf. So, obviously, looking more for those middle forwards, which could really shore up obvious the David Fafita and Bo Firma's eighty minutes, which they have been getting anyway, but just solidifying that. Chris, have you still got Fafita in your team? No, I'm not sure if you can hear it through the tears, but I got rid of him last week and he was always going to go berserk. Uh, geez, that was a try from dummy half. And it's it's a, it's a shame that that's how he's got to get the football. And I think that's why I'm still comfortable with getting rid of him. Like he had to go to dummy half to do what he did. Um, he didn't get any you know good ball in a position where he was one-on-one with an outside back or a half. If you have David Fafita, you're holding um, now after that. But I I got rid of him and I'm making my peace with it still reluctantly. But, you know, absolute gun. He's going to have those days. But just watching the Titans play, I feel like it was uh, time to go. Yeah, I mean, I would rather David Fafita play in hooker than Aaron Clark for the Titans at the moment. <laughs> Uh, his, <laughs> That's such a good point. His his service is that slow and just that shambolic that it does look like when the halves are getting those sort of one or two out or the fullback gets it, the defenders are on them straight away or they're trying to offload really really under pressure and it's all stemming from from hooker. Uh, they've got uh, some great middles in there um, and you know made some great meters on the weekend, but they or just all their momentum's been slowed down somewhere. So I think they've got to, they've got to make a change in there. I don't know who they can bring in, uh, but you know, even Will Smith, probably a better option, but yeah, really, really struggling. It's, it's really hard to watch Titans in attack at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's tough viewing. I mean, obviously Fafita had a good score on the weekend, uh, but mainly just from his 40 meter scoot from dummy half. And um, but good news probably for both of our owners as well. He's locked up that um, edge and is going to be playing eighty minutes. Greg Marzu is probably another player of interest for the Titans with Corey Thompson dropping out now that Brian Kelly's back. He's obviously won that left wing role and is just an absolute beast. Yeah, big fan of Marzu. He's a little wrecking ball. It's built low to the ground, very very mm-hmm. hard to stop. There'll be some tackle bus coming. Uh, definitely one to watch is. 
break evens about sixty, which you know there's, which is very achievable with a try. And then um, I know the Titans draw isn't fantastic, but I'm a, I'm a fan. He's definitely passing the eye test for me. Yeah, definitely pot pot option for sure. Bring him in. Yeah, I wouldn't be trading out Targo for Marju though. <laughs> that won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Not anytime soon. Maybe when Aaron Clark uh, moves <laughs> moves on from the from the Titans hooking position. The next game is a big game for us three Sharks fans. It's Amy Park. I'll actually won't be in Melbourne this weekend. I'm heading up to to Sydney to to see you, Dan. Um, so I won't be in Melbourne for the game, but it's Melbourne Storm versus the Cronulla, the second place ladder position Cronulla Sharks. Team news wise, there's not too much. Probably no changes from the Storm apart from Tyron Wishart coming onto the bench, which is interesting given they've already got Brandon Smith on the bench and obviously Harry Grant, who's an 80 minute hooker. So not sure what their plan is there with Wishart, but no other changes for that. Speaking of Harry Grant, Chris is is he in your side or are you on in the Cook camp? No, I'm I, I am a proud Harry Grant owner and somewhat perplexed at the scoring from last week. How he somehow lost points when I thought he was going to gain them, but anyway, that's a story for another day. But no, Harry Grant. Look, I reluctantly say he's probably your number one hooker in the game now. And super coach wise, I think he's a must have. I'm a big, big fan. Yeah, I I think he's a great player. I think I've shown my love for Harry Grant, but yeah, I can't believe he um he lost that try assist on the weekend. Um, and and what about uh someone put up a, the post for the pod pod? Uh, Harry Grant didn't get any Dally M points, and Pappenhausen got two two Dally M points on the weekend from uh, Stevie Blocker Roach. There's been some strange ones in the Dally M votes lately. Like the other week when uh, Cherry kicked, uh, I think it was Canberra to death, uh, he got the two points and I just, you know, there's just been some odd ones lately. Yeah, some more interesting, very interesting topics coming through from the the Pod Pod Twitter feed. So jump on and, and follow us if you're not already. Um, it's at NRL SC Pod Pod on Twitter. Uh, you'll get some great insights like that on there as well. Dan, any from a Melbourne perspective, probably crash landing for a couple of the players, starting with Xavier Coates. Uh, what are you looking at doing with him this week? Yeah, so he's in my team. Uh, I'm very much up in the air. Uh, this was kind of what I expected of him. There's going to be low base output, but playing on a wing in a in a gun side, he's going to need those tries. Uh, you know, he's he scored a lot and scoring well, and then he comes back down to earth with a 14 on the weekend. I am very, very stuck. You don't need to trade in this week at 38, 38 break even. But, uh, he, you know, if, if there's some people that you need to, if you say you're downgrading cooler and that frees up, you know, a significant amount of cash, close to 300 grand, uh, you can look to, to upgrade to a super gun elsewhere. So I, I'm very much 50-50 whether he goes in my team at the moment. Uh, yeah, I brought in Grant last week for Starling, so I'm not very, um, uh, you know, unhappy with his downgrades as well just touching on that benches I, I have no idea what's going to go on does it does it mean good things for josh king in his minutes does it mean bad things the cheese is going to play more minutes at lock i think wishart can possibly play a bit of back row so maybe he just does what uh, alec mcdonald was doing and just plays a few minutes in the back row just to give it give people a breather i'm not quite sure 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. He's not a real big body though, uh, Tyrone Wishart. He's he's you know he's a Jerringong junior. So I've watched him play locally um, against Barry and the boys in the last few years. He only just went down to Melbourne at the end of last year. But he uh, he's not a big body. Uh, I think he's done a great job in the trials and and the game he had at at dummy half. But yeah, that's an interesting one. I'm not sure where they're going with that. It'll be interesting to see what what happens on the weekend. It's going to be a tough game, I think, against the Sharks who have who have looked like a new side under Craig Fitzgibbon. And I think in these games, just with Hughes at half, Munster at 5'8", um, obviously Pappenhausen at fullback, it's just such a stacked backline. You wonder, it's a bit, it could be a bit whack-a-mole as to where the points are going to be coming for who this week. Um, so Pappenhausen, whilst obviously in my side and you'll be playing him in the 17, I don't think will be a captain option this week. Following that advice, you probably should jump on and he's in for 200 um, <laughs> because I never captain him when he goes big. It's uh, funny, we'll I was on... thinking the same. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the, the Sharks who, um, again, again, very limited changes. Only Aiden Tolman back onto the bench after missing last week's game due to COVID. Comes in for the big boy, Royce Hunt, uh, with no other changes. Interesting for me is Cam McInnes started getting a lot more minutes last week in the back row, obviously coming off the bench, and Trindle still in the reserves list. So Blake Braley has certainly cemented his 80-minute hooking role. Chris, have you got any thoughts on on Cam McInnes' role in the team in Supercoach-wise? I think his minutes are going to only increase. I think on the weekend it was probably inflated by the, the fact that he went to the edge because uh, Teague Wilton went off for a HIA. Um, so... Look, oh, he's on my radar at some point. I just don't know if he's getting the minutes at the moment. Um, Teague Wilton's one. Uh, I've got Teague Wilton, and I'm sort of looking at trading this week. Uh, you know, I think he's sort of served his purpose for me, um, and I can probably move him on to a Lolo or someone like that. So that's what that's 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 my thoughts on on Teague Wilton. Um, what what are your boys' thoughts on on Wilton? Yeah, I was discussing it today with Poppy Ricks, actually. He's he's tossing up, chucking out Wilton. And uh look, I think he'll be a he'll be a solid option in the second row forward, but if it needs to make way, like he's he's looking at his front row uh rotation, you know, do you do you might be one for the uh the who would you rather, but uh he's talking about do you do you get rid of Jai Arrow or do you get rid of Wilton? Uh and Arrow's, you know, he's gonna get some points, he's playing that edge, maybe not playing the full eighty. Uh, but he's got that front row forward duel. So, uh, look, uh, I think if if Wilton's made his cash, he, you could go either way. I don't think you're going to miss too much if you drop him. Uh, but saying that, he's he's an easy hold as well. Yeah, I think I'd be if I, I don't own Wilton. I think if I did, I'd be getting rid of him this week. I don't see him as a long term keeper or a long term hold. He's got a break even of seventy, um, and they're coming up against the storm. So. Uh, I think if you're going to get rid of him this week's probably not a bad week to do so with a few options going around. Obviously, m- most relevant super coach player, the best super coach player this year is Nico Hines. Do either of you are either of you part of the 46% of owners for Nico Hines for this year? No, and it's killing me every week. Watching him is uh, so hard because he's absolutely killing it. It's great as a Sharks fan, but, you know, most weeks the blokes I'm playing in head-to-head have him and uh, most weeks are now captaining him and it's hurting. (laughs) So I'm really looking at how to get him in the side. At the moment, I just don't know how to do it. 
but it's yeah, it's great to see Nico going so well, especially at halfback. I must admit, I didn't think he would be producing this kind of football so quickly. It's great to see. Yeah, I mean, for me, the only way I can get him in is if I went Teddy to him, which is now an upgrade. Uh, and we'll touch on it a bit later in the in the strategy talk of holding guns. I don't think I'll be getting rid of Teddy anytime soon. Um, obviously, we've got uh, uh, Talakai was an excellent option last week. Probably still an option if you didn't jump on him but probably less so given the fact they're playing the storm, but geez, he looked like a beast again on the weekend. Didn't he? Did you see the game, Dan, or were you on the, on a plane? Uh, I saw the-, the highlights. I, I read the WhatsApp updates. Uh, yeah. As I was, I was on the plane. I was really looking forward to watching the Sharkies for once. It was the first time I'd had a shark in my super coach team this year. Uh, but it, you know, anyone who's jumped on one of those outside backs as well, uh, Rami and show him what he can do. The two boys on the wing, Ronaldo, Katoa, if you if you took a flyer on any of those, you're absolutely laughing right now. Probably a little bit overpriced to start the year, but they've certainly made up for a lot of points there. But yeah, in terms of bringing any of those guys in, they're probably too overpriced. Now, Ramian's about 6.15, you know, unless you're a diehard Sharkies fan and you just want to watch him a bit more. I've been looking every week how to fit Nico Hines back in. I think he's nearly, he's nearly overpriced now, getting up to 800K though, uh, coming up against Manly. Uh, after the storm this week as well. So, you know, there might be a few guys that are looking to take the punt and, and get him out uh, maybe next week. I don't think many will be dropping him this week, even though they're up against the storm. Send him off! Send the dressing gate off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! So moving on to the Sunday games, only two Saturday games this week, given the um, Easter Monday game, which we'll get to. Uh, so Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Sydney Cricket Ground, we've got the Roosters versus the Warriors. A uh, couple of real big ins for the Roosters, which they may not be super coach relevant themselves, but could have a big impact on uh, some of the other Roosters players from a super coach perspective. So Takiaho is back and named to return after missing last week. And uh, another big inclusion is Sam Verrills has been named to start the, for the first time of the year at Hooker. I think, uh, as you were probably talking about Aaron Clark earlier, Dan, I really think that, um, uh, I think you mentioned in our WhatsApp group that the, the Roosters have really been missing uh, Verrills or a, a full-time hooker with Watson doing a job while being there, but not being a, a, a full-time gun hooker more as a interchange uh, utility. They've been missing that crisp passing game to get their, their set started when they're rolling and, and picking the right ways to go. Uh, do you think that Verrills is going to make an impact this week uh, for some of those players that we've been cheering on for the Roosters? Yeah, I think he will. He'll give them a lot more direction, particularly uh, near their line attacking as well. Uh, even on the weekend, Roosters, I think there was two tries from Joey Manu from dummy half, and that's how they were scoring some of their points. So Connor Watson just isn't up to the standard of a of a good hooker in terms of his decision-making. Uh, I like him running the ball. He's hard. He has a big go. Uh, he puts his body on the line. But uh, when it comes to the the smarts that you need at hooker in terms of going directions and and who you're passing to, you know, uh, he just he's just not quite there. So I'm looking forward to seeing Veros back in the team because I've got still got a couple of roosters. Yeah. I think with Takiaho coming back onto the bench as well, they – 
they got beaten up a bit in the front in the in the pack last week against the Broncos, which probably put them on the back foot. Joseph Suwali was named at twenty three a game, with Kevin Naguama named on the wing. Uh, if if he was named this week, if he was a late inclusion, Chris, is he someone that you consider bringing in this week for the match on Sunday afternoon against the Warriors? Not this week. He's a wait and see for me. Obviously, very very talented footballer, young. He's you know so much upside, but you know you can you can have a look at him for two weeks till you have to make a play. So not for me. Yeah, I think the and then I think you mentioned Joey Manu, Dan. Uh, well done for those that have jumped on him. He's just looking in like an absolute freak at the moment. Um, but probably a, a hard trade in target uh, for those that for those of us that missed out on him early on in the season. The Warriors side uh, is, well, they've been named uh, fairly similar last week. Jack Murchie is out, replaced by Elise Katoa on the bench. Um, Mon- Marcelo Montoya was named, uh, but is looking very likely to be suspended on his contrary conduct charge uh, from the weekend with Dallin Wateni Zelezniak coming in for him. I was quite big on the Warriors to start the year, um, and I look at them now and think how irrelevant they are. Um, obviously, there's a few players in there like Aiken and Curran, but not much to get too excited about um, at the moment, Dan. Yeah, it's it's just come in that Montoya has received a four-game ban, uh, so he'll be he'll be out for a little while. Disappointing to see very popular cheapy Valea not there. I think he's named 20. Uh, obviously a very young young kid. Still getting named now. I think you still probably have to hold him. Like I wouldn't be shifting cooler for him at this stage. I think there's still a chance he gets a run and that, and Warriors play that buy round, first buy round as well. So that'll be handy. But yeah, no other real interest in the, in the Warriors team for me. Cozzy looks like he's doing absolutely nothing out on that wing. So you know, you can't you can't even look to bring him in at the moment. You and Aiken finally rewarded his owners with a try on the weekend. Um, is he someone that you'll be looking at targeting for your team as the season goes on, Chris? I like you and Aiken. He's a good player. He's since he's moved to the back row, I, I think he's become very very super coach relevant. Probably probably an option. It's just that that. That back row, sort of, especially the back row position, it's a pretty heated competition in there. So, but uh, definitely on the radar. All right. Well, the Sunday, Sunday uh, afternoon game at four PM down at Wynn Stadium is the Dragons versus the Knights. Um, I had to check this twice on a couple of different sites, but it looks like Moses Mbai has been named at fullback. Uh, again uh, for the Dragon with their only real changes coming through a couple of injuries. So, sorry, a couple of people coming back. So Aaron Woods has been dropped to the bench with Kirk going to the starting side, Burgess onto the bench for Jackson Ford and Josh Maguire back uh, from injury as well and uh, straight on just onto the interchange bench. It's pretty bleak for Dragons fans, which is, uh, I'm sounding disappointed, but I'm gleefully uh, excited inside. I just don't think that other than Zach Lomax, there's, there's, you can really be even considering anyone in this Dragon side at the moment. So I think in, in pre-season, you were a bit keen on Moses and by Tubes, and now he's, he's, he's done what you thought and gained that Dragon's fullback spot. You're not going to, not going to jump straight on. I would, I mean, 
I wouldn't. He wouldn't have been a bad buy, uh, to be honest. <laughs> uh, like he sort of come. He scored a try on the weekend. I've I've watched both the last two Dragons games. That's all, and I I can't see how you you're going to be a finals football contender with Moses Embiid as your starting fullback. That's also just it was surprising to to see him be named there again. Yeah, look, that's for me the Dragons pretty irrelevant as well. The one standout is is Zach Lomax at centre still. Uh, I know he's in your team choose, but he's still generating some good points uh, with, you know, relatively not much attacking stats or tries or anything like that going on. So if he keeps that up, I think he's probably a top five center wing and just a rock solid guy you can have in your team. And, you know, but it, it's hard because I can't see anything really exciting about the Dragons draw either. But like, where are the points going to come from? It's very difficult to see. So, yeah, not much interest there. Lomax could be a smoky now for Origin with Luttrell going down. Um, it was interesting here in Freddie during the week. He named a few players like Burton and Crichton and um, Jackie Boy Whiten, but left out probably the two most obvious ones, in my opinion, it being Lomax and Campbell Graham. Um, so, but yeah, that, uh, I'm, you know, from a super coach perspective, I almost hope that they don't get picked. But uh, I think that both of them would be worthy replacements for Luttrell. In the Knights team, a big return of David Klemmer back into the front row, which puts his Jacob Saifidi to the bench and uh, Mama Soya, a popular uh, cheapie to start off the year, sidelined. The only other um, change is the return of Edric Lee, which sees... Uh, Dominic Young drop out of the side. I think he had a knee injury on the weekend. Um, so Edric Lee's making his return after 18 months off. I'm not, again, from a from a super coach perspective, a fairly, fairly irrelevant team. Obviously, Chris Randall is still pumping out good minutes and good base attack. Probably one of the, a bit of a pod option, Dan, is is Bradman Best. Have you had a, have you had a look at him? to bring into your team? I did have a quick look this week. I think he's he's pretty well priced. I think he's around 420K. Definitely shows some great form. He's a great talent in real real rugby league. Super coach wise does go missing at times, but if the Knights are doing well, I think he'll still be averaging quite well, 55, 60. Uh, so yeah, definitely well priced where he is at the moment. Chris, are you uh, did you follow me in on the uh, the Kurt Mann move? Uh, is he sitting in your side? No, I didn't. Away? I didn't. Thank God. That's an absolute stinker of a super coach game. That, that, there is nothing doing there. <laughs> like Zach Lomax, yes, I agree with Bradman Best. We're clutching at straws. Uh, you know, Chris Randall, he's a slow burn, but there's really not much relevant in either of those teams at the moment. Might get yeah. might get a game off. Might might not have to put the game on. Yeah, I don't think I'll be watching that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be a it's a it's a good uh, it's a good Easter Sunday afternoon nap on the couch time. I think um, uh, with a belly full of chocolate. The Monday game, as alluded to, Easter Monday this week. This could be an absolute points fest. And we alluded to Chris. You're a very happy Moses, a Mitchell Moses owner. I'm a very happy Dylan Brown owner, um, and this could be uh, a, this could be a big Monday afternoon for those two players. So the Eels have a, a quite a few changes. So Wunga Blake is out 
for an extended period, which pushes Panasini to the left wing. And Dan's old favourite, Niakora, coming back to his fill-in role of of left centre. And then uh, Sean Lane returns for the... Uh, in the back row, which pushes Ryan Madison back to the bench with Bryce Cartwright right dropping off. Obviously, we've mentioned Mitch Moses. Chris, is there anyone else in the Parramatta side that that you're looking at at bringing in uh, for this week? No, not, not this week. Uh, but yeah, I, you touched on Moses. He's he's killing it. Dylan Brown's killing it. They got the Tigers on Monday in a day game. It screams captaincy to me. I know we'll talk about it later. But there's a couple of options there. Uh, Penasini, I believe, is going to the left wing as well. So for those who've got him and sort of, you know, muck around with playing him in your 17 or not, I think he's a play this week against the Tigers who, to be fair, look look shambolic at best. Dan, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Papali'i? Is he in your side? And if not, are you looking to get him in ASAP? Uh, I'm definitely looking to get him in. I He's the first front row forward I would pick he's he's probably the first second row forward I would pick as well uh I mean I I just love the way he's playing at the moment he still he got some attacking stats on the weekend which I thought was a fairly lucky because it was a bit of a, that catch and pass he did a little bit more than that but and he I thought he was going to go a, a ton straight away with one attacking stat but he, he stayed a bit lower I think it was because uh Titans got a fair bit more ball that second half but I I would I would still be up for bringing him in at 720k. Uh, he's, yeah, definitely. But just talking about the the Eels, I'm so scared of, I, I completely laid the Eels to start with apart from Penasini and I can't see how they don't score a lot of points this weekend. I'm really hoping they don't. But uh, their, their, their forward pack is so good at going forward, getting so much momentum. I think early in the first half, at least, they averaged about 58 metres gained each set. It's just just ridiculous. And I think any team that can match them in the forwards, they're, they're a little bit light with their injuries in the back line. So, but that will definitely not be West Tigers this weekend. So yeah, very think, scary game, not having any of them. I think I'll be playing Penasini in my 17 uh, this week. And uh, I don't own Gutherson, but I think he's a certainly a, a good possible captaincy option as well if you did have him in your side for this week coming up. In the Tigers, plethora of changes from Michael Maguire. Uh, so Dane Laurie's come back uh, after missing testing positive on half an hour before kickoff against the Sharks on the weekend. Uh, his return moves... Toa back to the wing, uh, and I think it's um, Ken Mamalo's finally dropped. He had a shocking game on the weekend against the Sharks. And Jackson Hastings also returns from suspension, which he comes in to start at halfback, moving Luke Brooks to 5'8". So interested to see if that makes any changes. And Jock Madden has moved back to the bench. So they've dropped Tyrone Peachy, who... If anyone listened to our preseason podcast, we talked about him having an article about being the difference between them being a top eight and a non-top eight side. So that's an interesting move. He's been dropped along with, as I mentioned, Mamalo and Little. Uh, and Jake Simpkins come back into to hooker. Uh, and another one dropped is Oliver Gildart for James Roberts back into the, the side as well. So few on the chopping block this week for the Tigers. Uh, again, pretty not the most super coach relevant team. Uh, obviously, Kelma Tuatulagi 
is still plugging away, Chris, is is he in your side or is he someone that you'd be looking to bring in? Yeah, got to Alagi, had him from the start. He's um, it's been a bit stop start with him. He's had a you know a head knock and then missed a the game, but uh, he looks a talent. Uh, he's a hold for me at the moment. He's one of the slow burn cash cows. I'd I'd probably put him in that in that bracket. Uh, outside of outside of him at the moment, I just don't know if you can have any tigers. Yep, enough enough said. Uh, poor poor Luch, I love him, but uh, I'm not bringing him in by any means. Like they're going to get belted by all the teams. To Alungi, you just hold him now. Uh, I can see him getting to 400k. So whether that's in three rounds or it's in eight rounds, probably just hold him for now. Yep, and that wraps up our team list Tuesday chat. Uh, we'll be back in a second for the uh, the rest of the show. Lang Miller, oh. fierce to the right, inside. Oh, Bateman, Bateman. Wow. Yes, yes, Canberra. All right, welcome back. We're here to talk about the pod team update. Dan, we missed a week of the pod discuss the pod team discussion. Do you want to, to fill us in on, on what we've missed? Yeah, so the Ultrapods, uh, they had a 1077, nothing too bad. It is very tough when you can't have any of the you know, the standout popular guns. They made a good trade in bringing in Cotter early last week, so they did well. And it was good to see uh, their Ultrapod, Dylan Walker, uh, score a decent 65 as well. I know... I know the coach of the Ultrapods was getting a bit of guff on, on Twitter about him, but uh, yeah, good to see him bounce back after his injury ravaged 11 the week before. So I think uh, Pod Pod, the, the Ultrapod team has been going very hard on trading, so they may have to cool the Jets a little bit uh, and bring in just the, uh, the stubby cooler this week. And if there's any uh, first-time listeners out there, the, pod, the Ultrapod team is essentially a team that we've made, which is just taking pod views, uh, no super coach relevant uh, players with highest percentage ownership. Mm. And ha- so how are they actually going overall, Dan? I, I haven't looked in a while. Not great. They had a, you know, that week when all the guns went well. So you, you've got, you know, uh, Pappy doing really well. I think you know five or six other popular guns had big weeks and there was huge scoring. They had a nine hundred or something, so that's put them right down. But you know the idea around it is no one over ten percent ownership. Uh, they can bring in the popular cheapies, uh, but they need to be priced under two hundred fifty k, and they can't also bring in anyone who is the top traded in person in their position uh, for that week. So it it is a bit of a, you know, it, it does take a little bit of research, but they're they're hanging in there, so it's it's good to see. Yeah, I um I've just had a quick look, and they are coming sixty four thousandth overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been a nice pod to start with someone like Nico Hines, but unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, we've missed out. It's a par. It's a par ranking for a pod team. Yeah, I I kept scrolling past Tubes' pods in 30,000 and <laughs> kept going down. Thought, uh, awesome. Thanks for that update, Dan. So the next part where the segment we're going to go through is our uh, trade talk and captains for this week. Uh, do you want to kick us off, Chris? Do you have any trades set in stone for the week or, or is it still up in the air? Yeah, pretty pretty much still up in the air for me at the moment. I'm kicking around a few things. Um, Teague Wilton's probably, I touched on earlier, he's probably going to be moved on. Um, 
I'm probably looking at the dual factors of uh, Tamalolo, Tavita Pengai Jr. and uh, Jing, uh, who, you know, he might have gone too far, but I'm still impressed with what, uh, what he's delivering down there at Melbourne. And then the other one I'm looking at, which is crazy, but it's yeah, it could be happening, is is Payne Haas for a week, and literally just a week. Given the amount of trades we got this year, bumping him out and bringing in someone like a Jing or a Lolo, and um, you know, getting the points I need because I am struggling, then bringing him back. I know it sounds crazy, but that's um, that's where I'm at at the moment. One in, one out. That's not, I don't mind that actually. I don't mind that. I, yeah. Could be a bit more on that in uh, questions with tubes later on. Mm. <laughs> um, Dan, what are your trades looking like this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit stuck. As I said, I've got two guys who I, I don't mind keeping in my side in Peter Hiku and Xavier Coates. I don't mind them as center wing options going forward. It's They're not, you know, their break-evens are both attainable this week. Hiku, I'm a bit worried. A couple of weeks back, he he was limping around on field when he got a quite a lowly score, and I don't think his output has been the same since. So I think he's the first one to go. I'm looking at getting the stubby core to free up some cash, and I'm really looking forward to getting out of uh, getting Tino uh, out of my front row forward rotation there and bringing in probably uh, Big Pappy uh, or or Pangai, but more likely bringing in IPAP. Yeah, nice. Um, can you afford? Is you can afford IPAP? Yeah, um, with with downgrading one of those center winning options to the stubby cooler. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Mm. So for me, I'm I'm looking at moving on um, coats, similar to you, Dan. But I'm probably doing a a sideways trade. In fact, a very sideways trade because they're literally the exact same price of four hundred and thirty eight thousand two hundred dollars. Wow. I'm looking at the pod move of bringing in Tane Milne uh, for this week. Obviously, Souths have a very easy draw, as we've touched on. Um, Cody Walker's not an option. I'm not looking at bringing in AJ. Uh, and I just feel like centers this year have been getting a fair bit more ball, a bit more work rate off their own end. And, you know, he's probably in for at least one try every two matches with the draw that they've got coming up. So I'm looking at him as a, as a bit of a pot option and a complete sideways trade. And then I will be bringing in Stubby Cooler. I haven't worked out who for yet, but he'll be coming into my team as well this weekend. Theory's fair with Bill, and I don't mind that. I had him at the back end of last year. He, he does. Uh, it's a roller coaster tubes. Enjoy it. He was on the right wing last year, though, so he didn't get the ball that much. He's on the left center spot this year, though, so... He, had a, he did have a couple of really good price rises towards the back end, but, yeah, um, everything was the left edge for them last year. And, yeah. yeah, not bad. His, his base output's fairly good. I think he had 45 in base out, base output on the weekend. Which yeah, a is, bit of a jump, but but it was good for the weekend. It was good for the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I see it as very sideways, uh, but, you know, good on you. Yep, go, go on a run. Yep. Captains for this week, uh, Chris, we've touched on who are you tossing up between with Mitch Moses? Uh, IPAP and Mitch Moses. It's going to be a Parramatta player on Monday. Probably Moses. I just I just got a feeling they're going to put the cleaners through the Tigers. He's you know going to be kicking lots of goals, setting up a try to really hope me for like a nice 120, which will turn into 240. Exactly what I need at the moment. So come on, Mitchy boy. Keep the roll going. Mm. 
Just on IPAP uh, as a captain option, uh, if you're going to let him hit the showers early because he has been doing so much output, I think it's this game. Particularly, I know Lane has been named to start and he's pulled out the last two. So, But if he, say, Lane does play and they got Madison on the bench, uh, if I'm if I'm 20, 20 to 30 points up, I'm letting IPAP hit the showers, give him a break. Yeah, it's a great point. You've talked me out of that one. I um before we jump to you, Dan, I I am a Payne Haas owner and also from an unfortunate point of view, my only other relevant front row forward is Tommy Gilbert. So I'll be having to take an auto emergency this week unless I trade out Haas. So for me, I'm gonna take probably two cracks at the captaincy. So I'm looking at the South's Bulldogs game on Friday afternoon for a vice captain. Probably going to be looking at Campbell Graham as my vice captain. Uh, and if he goes well, obviously I'll, I'll put the C on Haas and, and take that. Uh, and if as my captain option, uh, and I'm sure many will be in that same boat as looking at some early VC options for those that own Haas. Uh, my captain option, I'm still tossing up, but I'm probably going chips in, doubling down on James Tedesco for this week after uh, uh, hoping he you know, can bounce back for, for the Tubes pods and, and get us back climbing up the rankings after a terrible 28 on the weekend. Where are you, Landon, Dan? Yeah, well, I, I did hear out of the Titans camp that Aaron Clark has been working real hard on his passing this week. So uh, I am I'm looking at a VC on David Fafita. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that people have jumped off him now because I think he will be so, so good to watch when they start to click and he starts to get more ball. Uh, I mean, any penalty, I think even with 20 out, just get him, like get him charging 20 meters back and just get him, get it, just give him the ball off the quick, off the tap. So I, I, I'm really liking him for a VC option on Saturday night. Uh, and I'm jumping back. I'm jumping on Teddy for captain at the moment. I think he will have a massive bounce back. Sam Verrill's there as well, just creating a bit more time for the, for the backs to do their job. Uh, I think uh, he's my number one pick for this week. Yeah, sounds pretty good, Dan. We'll move into favourite segment of the week. Who would you rather? It'd be nice being on the other end of this this week. So for those listening in, who would you rather? It's a quick rapid fire. Who you're looking at? Who, who would you rather if you could only have one option to either trade in or, or have in your team this week? So I'll start with you, Chris. Uh, Isaac Targo versus Daniel Tupu. Targo for me every day of the week. <sighs> no good. Uh, Dan, Stags versus Lomax. Stags. Go Stags. I'm I'm jumping on. I was off him in preseason. I'm on him now. Yeah, I, I think um, Stags is a good option this week, but it's Lomax all day for me. They are playing Penrith, boys. Yeah. Taff, Chris, Taff versus Cody. Hard one. Cody down on form. I'm going to go Taff. Goal kicking. I like I like Blake Taff. Go on Taff. At the prices, Taff. Well, that that yeah, big time. Taffy, Taffy all the way. Dan, uh, this is probably a tough one. That's not hugely realistic how people could be doing it. But Pappenhausen versus Hines. Yeah. So who do you who do you want? Take your pick. Year long, Pappenhausen. Yeah, God. I mean, I I made that, made that call earlier in the year. I picked Pappenhausen. And obviously, I'm regretting not having Heinz. No, nothing but between stick them. Stick with Pappy. Stick with Pappy. 
Chris, Grant versus Cookie. I, I might have touched on this earlier. Uh, Grant, I know Cook's got a great draw. Just, yeah, Harry Grant's on fire. Yeah, the Wishart thing throws me a bit, and now Cookie doesn't have Havili there. So, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this comes out to both of you, and we'll start with you, Dan, just to see how well I've done at convincing you. Uh, Xavier Coates versus Milne. You struggled to convince me on most pods, Tubes, so I'm going to have to stick with X-Coats. Uh, Milne for me. I oh, love the roller coaster ride of Milne last <laughs> yes. year. And, and you know, X, X-Coats up against the Sharks this week. Good luck, son. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's the end of Who Would You Rather? And we move into the final segment, which is questions with Tubes. We've got two questions tonight uh, from, our, from, from our Twitter feed. So the first has come from Glenn, uh, who's an avid listener. So shout out to Glenn. And his question is, Payne Haas with a was two, but now one match suspension looming and Origin coming up, is he a sell? A lot of money to be holding on the bench and but goes against my rule of trading keepers. Dan, I know you're not a Haas owner. Would you be any chance of selling him this week if you if you did have him? If I was going any good this year, I would be no chance of selling him. I would keep him in the side. There's a you know play if you've only got Max King to substitute for him, something like that, he'll still bust you out of fifty. You're not losing losing huge amount of points. And I think I do think trades are going to be important still, even though you got a few more this year, they're going to be important at the back end of the season. So I wouldn't be trading them out. The only time I would is with what Chris is doing. And if you get him out and then bring him back in and shift one of the guys you're bringing in down to the second row, that would be the only way that I'd do it. Yeah, even yeah. then it feels really risky. It feels horribly risky. And I don't know why, because he's not actually playing a game. So you're not going to, you're not missing out on points. But just the fact that um, I am even, you know, thinking about moving him on is um, just for a week is, is a scary thought. Uh, yeah. Usually it'd be 100% hold. It's it's one of those things that you have all the intentions. You'll just bring him back in next week, but something comes up that you have to trade to fix up your team elsewhere. Yeah, and you can't get him back in. You can't yeah. get him back in for oh. whatever reason. Jeez, you're talking me round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be, I'm definitely going to be holding him for the week, uh, even though I know I have to cop the AE, given the, as I mentioned, with the VC. Good timing this week that we've got – the Souths to go VC and then potentially captain. So sort of get a free shot at that. So yeah, I, I'm going to be holding and given it's only one week, I think the majority of people will be. Just uh, for just for listeners there, consensus, hold, Haas. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> um, and then the, the final question of the night uh, comes from Right Hand Bat on Twitter and it's very simple. Cody Walker. Uh question mark is he a bring in this week i think we may have touched on it a little bit i don't mind if you're struggling and you want to gain some ground bring him in early because i think you know he's lost two hundred thousand off his starting price the only thing that's up in the air is his attitude i think is he just not interested this year you know big wayne's not there talking him down keeping him calm keeping him cool so I think he's he's definite value still at his price, but you know if he has one more quiet week, he's going to be into the four hundred k's. So uh, I wouldn't be risking it if I was up the top. He is, but he isn't at the same time. It's um, it's a strange one for me. He, he looks like he need a, needs a cuddle, Cody, and until he gets one, uh, he's not coming into my side. I agree with all of that. 
I actually would love to bring him in this week. I think it just comes down to who you've got at 5'8", and I've got Dylan Brown, and they're about to play the Tigers, so I won't be getting rid of him. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that hold Munster out there, and I think as we talked about, similar with Taff, it, it's tough to sell Ilias before they play the Bulldogs as well uh, to potentially bring in Cody with obviously a big price difference uh, and the fact that he had 10 last week. So definitely a wait and see. Uh, and despite they're playing the Bulldogs, I won't be bringing him in this week. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in again. And thanks, boys, for, for coming along. Dan, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you giving me out of 10 for my hosting duties tonight? Uh, maybe a better question is how many lengths have I got Matt covered by? Oh, well... Look, I know you put in a little bit of prep work this week. Uh, there was a, there was an actual script, I believe, for the intro. So that was uh, that was very impressive that you've you've done something. So well done. I'll give you a solid solid six and a half. I think not a bad first effort. Pretty oh, impressive. I think I think that's a pretty good score for you. So I'll mm-hmm. take it, Chris. Excellent first up effort on on the pod. You'll be good for the run. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how you go with Mitchie Boy Moses this week. Yeah, cheering Mitchie Boy very hard this week. But yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Actually been a pleasure listening to you guys all year so far. You're all doing a great job and it's lots of fun to listen to. So uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, mate.